Horror Riders Podcast, episode number 29. Alright, welcome back to the Horror Writers Podcast, the show with two horror authors discussing all things in the world of horror. I'm your co-host, Zach Bohannon, and with me as always is Jay Thorne. How you doing, Jay? What's up, Zach? How you doing today? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. I cannot complain. Uh, uh, so today we are talking about Stephen King's The Dark Tower series. Um, I know that... Uh, you know, this is one thing Jay and I have in common very much. Uh, we both love the Dark Tower, um, so we're just going to go back and forth a little bit and uh, and and kind of talk a little bit about it. Um, Jay, you want to give our audience just kind of like a little, uh, uh, maybe like a, a brief synopsis <laughs> of, the dark, <laughs> of, of, of the Dark Tower? I know it's kind of difficult to do that, but uh, you well, know, I'll, your yeah, idea. I'll do my best. I'll also do my best to not spoil as well. Uh, yeah. I guess the, the general concept is it's a it's sort of this alternate universe, but it has roots in and portals to contemporary society or modern day America, so to speak. These there there's a certain group of characters. It's a it's a classic quest story. Uh, Roland is is the protagonist, and uh, he's he's on. He doesn't really even know what the quest is to begin with, uh, but it is a quest story and he gathers this, this group um, and they move through this alternate universe. It's got flavors of urban fantasy, dark fantasy, uh, post-apocalyptic, dystopian uh, horror. I mean, it, it's, it, it, there's a, there's a, there's a bunch to it. There's a, an element of urgency involved. So there's a, uh, people are being chased again. I don't want to get, I don't want to get too much of a spoiler, but the, the general idea is, is, is it's a quest story. And, uh, and the other thing that's important to note, if you're not familiar with the dark tower series is that this is a series that Stephen King used to, uh, bring in elements of, of almost all of his other books up until that point, I believe just about every one. So he, he weaves certain elements of other stories into this and, and he kind of tied all of, all of his previous publications to the story and it and it took him an elapsed time of 20 20 years I, I i should know the exact number but uh from the first book to the last book was a long time yeah. uh, so so it's epic in every sense of the word and and uh, that's probably the best short synopsis non-spoiler i can give yeah um and if you really i mean if you count uh the wind through the keyhole which is a book he released uh, he released that in 2012, I think. A few years ago. Um, um, so, I mean, really, you know, if you if you count that book, which I don't think most people do, as far as like count that in the order, because um, that is basically book four and a half. Right. Um, then, uh, yeah, then you're looking at like 30 years. <laughs> yeah. Because um, yeah, I know there's a lot of famous stories about him uh, being, you know, getting letters and stuff from people who are like, you know, uh, you know, I'm sick. I have a terminal illness. You have to tell me what's going to happen to Roland, you know, and, and, uh, cause he was writing so many other books in between doing the dark tower and it took him years to finish it. Um, so, uh, so yeah, that's a, that, that's a really, really good synopsis. You know, um, I think for me, the dark tower, one thing that's interesting about it is 
I kind of look at the Dark Tower like my Lord of the Rings in a way. Um, I, I never read Lord of the Rings. Um, I I know that a lot of people my age, um, and I'm I'm sure it was like this with you too, you too. But I know, um, like read The Hobbit in school, um, <laughs> and and stuff. And we never did that. Like I never I never read The Hobbit when I was in school or anything. Um, so I, you know, I actually did not even get introduced to Lord of the Rings until the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but you mentioned the Dark Tower is like your classic quest journey, and and King has said, you know, it's kind of his Lord of the Rings. Um, and and so I kind of look at it like mine. I mean, it has a lot of the same elements. You know, you've got the, like you mentioned, the whole the whole quest, and and I think that one thing that's really interesting about it is, uh, and you mentioned this, is the fact that he doesn't really know what he's looking for, <laughs> you know, and, um, and all the different worlds and stuff that he comes across along the way. Um, and it is, is, is really interesting. Um, now did you, uh, did you read the dark tower? Like, like what was your first, your first introduction to that? Um, was it while the books were still in the middle of coming out or, uh, yes. Um, I, I think I, I don't think I started reading them until at least seven or eight years after book one was published. And then once I started, I, I basically burned through everything that was out at the time and then eagerly awaited the next book. So by the time the last book came out, I was like, I was couldn't wait to get it. Um, so, um, so yeah. And, and I would also agree with you that uh, it is, it's my Lord of the Rings too. I, I did read Lord of the Rings, and I will honestly say I did not enjoy it. I, I read it more out of obligation. Um, I felt like if I'm going to be a writer, um, that's sort of one of those things I have to read. I don't know why I thought that, but I did. Uh, and it was good, but it was it was not an easy read. And it took me years to read that book. And and I read it before the movies came out. And when the movies came out, I, I was like, oh, finally. <laughs> like, it's almost like cliff notes, you know, like I, I can just watch the movies and, and relate that to the book. So um, that's, and I mentioned that because The Dark Tower is extremely readable, uh, in my opinion. It's it's mm-hmm. a very easy read. It's very easy Absolutely. to get sucked into that world and and just to, you know, you have those nights, those, those books we all find that we love where you can't go to sleep. You're just promising yourself one more chapter, one more chapter. And for me, that's what The Dark Tower is. Absolutely. And, and, you know, to King's credit, you know, I'm glad that he, uh, you know, now I was lucky enough to where I came to the books when they were all out. So I, I read the dark tower for the first time. I mean, it's only been, uh, probably five years or so. Um, and, uh, and, and, you know, so it's easy for me to say this because I wasn't sitting around waiting for more books, but, um, you know, Tolkien spent his whole life building that world for Lord of the Rings and, that's pretty much the only legacy he left. So, you know, I'm, I'm so glad that Stephen King, you know, did all this other stuff in between, you know, um, and didn't just, you know, devote everything he had to the dark tower. Um, but, uh, you, you know, one interesting thing that I, that I found with the dark tower, and this kind of has to do with trying to introduce other people to it, um, is, is that it's really hard to get people past the first book. Um, and, and honestly, for me, it was like that. I actually read the first book and I just was like, what the hell did I just read? And then, uh, and then didn't go on to the second book for a couple of years. And then I actually went back and reread the first book and I was like, okay, I'm going to try the second book. And if I don't like it, I'm never picking this up again. 
Um, and, and, and you realize that really this, I mean, the first book is important. Don't get me wrong. And the first book is a great book, but the story doesn't really start in my opinion until the second book. Um, you know, uh, the, the drawing of the three is the second book. Um, and, and without giving too much away, um, you know, the second book is really when the other main characters are introduced. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, if you haven't read the dark tower and you're thinking about it, I'll tell you the same thing. I tell everyone else, um, treat the first two books as one book and in, in, in the aspect that you need to get through those two books before you decide whether you want to continue or not. <laughs> um, because like I said, the second book is so, is so crucial to the story. Um, and would you agree with that? I would. And I would also add that I think there's, there's a tendency right now, not, not just in the writing world, which we're part of, but in entertainment in general, where people say, you know, attention spans are really short and you have to get right into something and you got to smack people in the face and get their attention. And then it's all about optimizing those first 10 seconds or that first paragraph. And, and I agree with all that. However, I think there's something to be said for acknowledging a story that unfolds at the pace it's supposed to. And I kind of feel like even though King may not have known when he was writing book one where, where he was going to end up, I feel like book one and book two, for that matter, allow the story to unfold in a way that you that pulls you into the world. And it's not like it doesn't start with a bang. It's not a, you know, it, and it, I don't know, it, it's sort of a paradox in a way, you know, like I, I, I just think that that it's so engaging because it's a it's a bold move like you got to have balls to write to write that that way and not have have that explosive inciting incident and so i think for that reason alone i I would agree with you i would tell people like you yeah you have to read it but don't judge it on book one and don't expect to get your don't expect to get you know your satisfaction in the first 20 pages it's not going to happen but but the payoff is huge i agree and and um, a good parallel that I would make that people might be able to kind of relate with is uh, l- look at what Netflix is doing with their television shows. You know, Netflix knows that they have, you know, they're releasing every show at one time and they know that they don't have to hook people on that first episode. Um, so, you know, there's uh, there's a lot of really slow buildup because people can go right to the next show without having to wait to the next week. Um, as opposed to, you know, a lot of the network shows where, you know, they really try, they feel like they have to hook you really quick. Um, one prime example of that to me of a show that I thought was just God awful and I did not go past the first episode was Gotham. Um, and, and, and Gotham, they felt like they had to show you every single character in the, from the Batman universe in the first episode, or you weren't going to understand it was a Batman show. And it, it drove me up the freaking wall. Um, so, so I agree, you know, you need to, you need to go into it, um, realizing that, you know, it's a story as a whole and, you know, you're not going to necessarily get instant satisfaction from it, you know, but the, the journey throughout the whole, the whole world and the world that King created and the characters, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. Well, that's a great connection. Um, and I would say you're absolutely Right. Uh, the, the two Netflix series that I'm in right now that, that don't feel the need to hook you in, in, the, in a pilot because it's not a pilot. It's just the first of 12 in season one. Uh, Sense8 and Hemlock Grove. I'm watching both yep. of those. And, um, and it's the same way. They don't, 
Netflix didn't feel the need to to blow it up in that first episode and keep you watching because you know you've got 10 or 11 or 12 more coming. And uh, so I think that's really cool. And then, and, you know, and how that how that works out in the Dark Tower is I think you get you get to live in that world. I mean, that's where, you know, that's where the writing calories are spent in book one and book two is crafting this this world the same way Tolkien did. And, and you know, he's King didn't make up entirely a new language. I mean, there's, there's some vernacular that he creates that's unique to the Dark Tower. But, uh, but still, I mean, the, the, the worlds that he builds and, when, and from scene to scene, I can visualize that place. And, and it doesn't exist. It's not, you know, it's not like Branson, Missouri. Oh, okay, I know what Branson looks like. Like these places don't exist, but it, it's still, I can see it. And, and that speaks to, to, to the, the quality of his craft. And, and for that reason alone, it's worth sticking through book one, even if you get to the end and you're totally confused. Yeah, which is exactly how I was. Um, and, and so speaking of Netflix and TV shows and stuff, so it looks like we may finally get the movie. <laughs> <laughs> for, for, for the dark tower it looks like it's they've put a date on it sony has a date i think it's like december 17th 2017 or something like that um and 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 we we've talked about before um you know how king books translate to movies um now i don't know if you're if you are aware of how they're planning on doing this but we'll just i'll go through it for our audience real quick so yeah, please do yeah, so they are the way this is going to be kind of an innovative thing for uh, for movies and shows. So the way they want to do the Dark Tower, the way I've heard it, the Ron Howard has in place is they want to do three movies with a television series in between each movie. Um, and, and so that's been a lot of the hang up because they have to find not only a movie studio, but also a network um, to, that will support it. It would have the same actors everything so it, it's very innovative and i think i think it's the only way that you're going to be able to get the dark tower across the screen um because it, it it does require a television show but it also requires the budget of a movie yes um so, so uh you know the rumor's been that uh you know, there's been different rumors as far as who's going to get the television show. Uh, Netflix has actually been one of the people, which I would love. Um, and HBO has been up there as well. Um, but uh, how well do you think these books are going to translate to movies? Um, and, and more importantly, will Stephen King play himself? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the million dollar question, isn't it? Um... I think it's really easy to automatically discount every movie as inferior to the book. I, I, yeah. As a bibliophile or someone who loves to read, like that, that's natural. I get that, and in and in a lot of cases, it's been true. And I and um, especially with Stephen King stuff, I think it's definitely been true. I mean, Pet Cemetery is the for me is the perfect example of a of a movie that falls way short of of the book. And that's nothing against the screenplay. It's just the inability for the depth of character to reveal to reveal themselves in 90 minutes or 120 minutes. But it's getting a remake. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but the Dark Tower, like, yeah, coming, sort of thinking of an innovative way of, of putting the story on the screen, I'm all for it. I, I, and it's a risk, but um, I, I'd like to see it. I really would. I, I would give it a fair shake. I can't, I think it's hard for anyone to say how it would compare to the book, but I think it's worth a shot. And I think the, 
audience has been craving it for years. And so I can't see any movie studio or television company losing money. And so therefore I think it'll happen, but you know, whether that tarnishes or enhances the legacy of the dark tower, nobody really knows. Now there's been some, you know, there's been different actors and stuff connected to the movie as well. Um, who would you like to see play Roland? Rick Grimes. <laughs> That's what I thought of. That would actually be awesome. I mean, if you could transplant Rick Grimes from The Walking Dead into uh, The Dark Tower, oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> that, would, that would actually be a, a, a really good one. Um, who are you thinking of? A, a real person, I guess I should ask. You know, it, it's hard for me. You know, it's hard for me not to think about the people they've already got connected to it. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, the the one I really like that's been connected to it is uh, Javier Bardon. Is that his last name? The guy from No Country for Old Men. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's his last name. Uh, he's been connected, and he'd be great, which uh, he'd be a lot better than Russell Crowe, which is the other name I've heard connected to Roland. Um, and not that I don't like Russell Crowe. I love Gladiator, but just not for this role. Yeah. Um, and they've also had uh, – uh, Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad has been connected to play Eddie. Really? Um, which, yeah, which I think would be awesome. Uh, I could yeah. totally picture him as Eddie. Oh, yeah. um, the one I'd really like to see is uh, we've talked about in a previous episode where uh, where Matthew McConaughey is going to play Randall Flagg in yeah. The Stand. How great would it be if they just transferred that over to the Dark Tower? <laughs> <laughs> um, I would love to see that. Um Hell, in a way, he can almost be Roland, but yeah, he, but his darkness would be a lot better for, uh, you know, to be the man in black, you know. Yep. Um, yeah, I agree. Would, it's it, it's honestly awesome. really hard for me uh, not to picture Rick Grimes in the Dark Tower. I was thinking about that the other day, even before we were talking about this. I'm like, yeah, he's he's Roland, like in a way, you know, it's with even yeah. with the hat and the holster. Like, I just I just see Roland now when I watch The Walking Dead. Oh no, you've got me sold on that. No, he would no, he would be awesome. You know. Um, and he's also got the best southern accent on that show and he's British. So, right. you know, which is <laughs> a whole other thing we won't even get into. Um, but uh but yeah, well hopefully, man, hopefully it really gets made. Um, uh, I guess they have a director and stuff in place now because Ron Howard is just gonna be a producer. Okay. Um so so ho- hopefully hopefully it gets made. But uh but uh would you say going back to the books? Do you have a favorite book in the series? I it's really hard for me to separate them out, and I I don't. Uh, I I kind of look as I look at the whole books as the story, and yeah. so it's hard for me to to pinpoint one book over another. I'm kind of the same way. I mean, if I had to lean towards one, it would probably be the Wizard in the Glass, mm-hmm. um, and, and maybe that has a lot to do with the fact that it's kind of right in the middle. Um, and, and I really feel like the story really starts to, you know, is, 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 it's just in the meat of it at that point. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I'm with you. I think it kind of needs to be, uh, treated as, as, as its own thing. So, um, well, cool, man. Well, you got any final thoughts on the dark tower? Anything? No, I mean, the only thing I would say is if you haven't read it, um, you would not be disappointed if you're listening to this show and you haven't read the dark tower, I guarantee you will love it. So go read it. Yeah, and if you're uh, if if you're someone who you know is is thinking about writing, especially if you want to get into the dark fantasy realm, um, you know uh, 
don't even don't even write your first word until you read the dark tower <laughs> good point you know, i mean it's uh it's it's so it's so influential and so imperative um you know if if, if you plan on doing that kind of writing um i mean you have to you have to read the dark tower it's uh it's it's great and uh it's definitely my favorite books of all time are definitely the dark tower so uh if you haven't read it go out there get the gunslinger that's the first book um and uh and then get that and drawn in three at the same time. So you have to read the second one. <laughs> one and two. One and two. And uh, and yeah. So, well, awesome, man. Well, uh, that was a lot of fun talking about The Dark yeah. Tower. I know we both love that book, um, those those books. So, uh, so yeah. So if, if you've read The Dark Tower, um, comment below. Um, tell us what you like about it. Try not to give any spoilers because I imagine people haven't read it. Um, and uh, don't forget to subscribe, like us on Facebook, um, all that good stuff. We'll have it in the show notes. And uh, we will see you next time. Thanks, Jay. Later, man. Thanks for listening to the Horror Writers Podcast. If you have any thoughts or questions about today's show, please feel free to leave us a comment. Subscribe on iTunes and on YouTube. If you like us, please leave us a review on iTunes. The Horror Writers Podcast can be found on the web at thehorrorwriterspodcast.com. All graphics provided by Johnny Diggs at DiggsCreative.com. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode.